Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua. From caring for our children to our seniors. From helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets. From learning the skills to get your GED to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connections show. We are over here at the Arlington Street Community Center on Arlington Street in Nashua. Uh, right next to Dr. Right next to Dr. Crisp Elementary School. This is, of course, the explanation for the beautiful pink flamingo in the background. Um, you know, I love George's new studio down there on Main Street, and it looks really beautiful and everything else. But how can you beat a pink flamingo, really, especially on a Monday morning? Listen, I'm your host, Mike Affelberg, and our show is live each and every Monday morning at 9 a.m. The purpose of the United Way Community Connection show on WSMN 1590 is to bring to life the many, many great nonprofits serving our community. There are, you know, last count something like 20,000 different registered nonprofits in the state of New Hampshire. Now, that's an incredibly huge number, and some of those nonprofits are really just nonprofits in name only, but there are literally hundreds of nonprofits serving our community, Greater Nashua. So how do you learn about who these nonprofits are? And it's really, uh, it's a challenge because many of us have heard of a lot of the, you know, a lot of the major nonprofits, big nonprofits like, you know, the Y or United Way or uh, Boys and Girls Club, and and uh, all of which are doing really great work. But uh, there are a lot of other nonprofits that it takes to make up our village and make our uh, network as strong as it can possibly be in the community. This is one of those places where you can learn about that. And each and every week we interview two different nonprofits. Uh, today we're going to be interviewing a f- good friend of mine, Pam Small, who's the executive director from Family Promise of Greater Nashua, and some of you might know of them also as Anne-Marie House. They operate a transitional housing program over in Hudson. Um, We're going to talk a lot about that after the first break, about 20 after the hour. And uh, the second break after um, after that interview, somewhere around 20 of the hour, we'll be talking with Joe Manzoli from one of those nonprofits that everybody has heard of. Guaranteed, Joe is over at the YMCA of Greater Nashua, and we're going to talk with Joe about some of the things they're doing this summer and th- some of the things they have planned for the fall. I'm looking forward to both of those interviews taking place today over at the Arlington Street Community Center. So a couple other reasons why you might want to listen into our show every week besides learning more about those nonprofits. You know, perhaps one of the reasons you would want to learn more is you know somebody who might be in need of services. So, for example, today when we talk with uh, Family Promise, we're really talking about homelessness and um, in particular homeless families. And there are a lot of resources out there, for example, for homeless veterans. That's very specific. And there are also resources out there for homeless, uh, you know, single moms. 
what Family Promise does, which is really unique, is they provide transitional housing, which is a program where you live in the community, um, you work, and you work towards becoming self-sufficient. But their, um, their trick there at Family Promise is they're complete families. There are men, women, and children over at the program. So it's a fantastic program. We're going to talk a little bit about that and their, their pathway to self-sufficiency. Um, there are a lot of other nonprofits that you might know of somebody who needs uh, maybe they're low income. They need dental work for their kids. We'll learn about organizations like the Greater Nashua Dental Connection. So this is a way you can learn about some of the organizations and some of the services they provide. Once once you've learned about those, perhaps you want to volunteer. And our community is so generous with its time. People are constantly giving back um, through you know with, with their with their hard work and labor and time. Time is, of course, such a precious commodity these days. You really have to decide where do I where do I want to spend some time giving back, um, putting in some set sweat equity into my community, and you learn about the mission of the organizations right here on the show. That'll give you an idea where you can give back in that way. The other way you give back, of course, is. Um, you know, organizations that are nonprofits, they do still need money. Nonprofit doesn't mean uh, they can't do things for free. Um, it just means that they have a different business model. So how do you, how, what's the revenue stream look like for a nonprofit? Well, sometimes it's grants. Sometimes it's provided by supports from organizations like, you know, like the city, for example. Um, sometimes it's individual donations. And I'm hoping that those of you listening to our show will connect to a nonprofit, learn about its mission, learn how to give back, and learn that that is not just a place to volunteer, but a place to make a donation as well. Those are the reasons why you would listen into the United Way Community Connection Show. Um, just a couple things I wanted to mention before we get into our break and then bring on our first guests. First of all, I'm hoping everybody had a fantastic weekend. I know we had a great weekend in my family. Um, still, honest, honestly, I have to say I'm still dragging just a little bit. We went to the drive-in Wednesday, uh, Saturday night. I don't know how many of you have been to the drive-in recently over there in Milford, but the drive-in is just so much fun and brings back such great memories from when our daughter was little. We uh, packed up the car and went out there and saw, you know, uh, an unbelievably stupid movie called The Hotel Transylvania. And I just cannot tell you um, how dumb I thought it was, but it was a lot of fun to see. And uh, after that, we saw, which I was really looking forward to, we saw uh, the Jurassic World mo movie, which is the, f the next installment in that Jurassic Park series. And that was pretty cool, actually. I have to say a lot of twists and turns, a little gory. You know, you know to expect that when you go to see Jurassic Park movies. You know that somebody's going to get their head bit off by a T-Rex or a raptor, and that's just the way it happens on Jurassic Park. But I do recommend it. It was very interesting. Um, this is great. I'm, I love this community center. There are people sneaking around me, trying to tiptoe, waving at me as we go. This is what a community center is supposed to be about. I'll just embarrass her. Kim Kleiner now exiting the room. Good seeing you, Kim. Take care. See you later. Um, a couple things going on that I wanted to mention. Last week, we, of course, had our donor and volunteer recognition event over at Holman Stadium. Thank you so much to the Nashua Silver Knights. It was a fantastic evening, beautiful evening of baseball Thursday night. Doubleheader. The Silver Knights lost the first game, won the second game. Um, honestly, the people who were there really didn't much care, but they, what they did care about is great fellowship, good times, good food. Um, just uh, you know, a really enjoyable, relaxing evening. At one point, we had 
probably about 450 people in total there, 400, 450. And it was just really, really nice. So thanks again to all of our fantastic donors, volunteers, and other supporters. It was really nice to see you there at the game. And thanks again, of course, to the Silver Knights for supporting us in that way. Um, coming up this week, or coming up in the future, just a couple of things I wanted to mention that are United Way-ish things. Um, then I want to mention some other things which are not so United Way-ish that are just more general. But last summer, in partnership with the Nashua Public Library, we had a really great um, program where we started the Little Free Libraries. And that was a partnership that took place between BAE Systems, our good friends over at BAE, um, the Nashua Public Library, um, Eric Brandt from PNL Landscaping, a great supporter, and United Way. And what we did was we installed eight little free libraries. You've probably seen those around town. You'll see them in front of the Adult Learning Center, in front of the Dental Connection, um, you know, over by the, the rail trail, um, over by Good Shepherd Church. The Little Free Library is a program where people can take a book and leave a book. There's no charge. There's no cost. It's really a way to give people access to literature in what we call um, – uh, book deserts. So if you, let's say you live a long way from the uh, public library and you maybe don't have enough money to go to Barnes and Noble and pick up a book, well, you're in a book desert. And what that means is um, it might be difficult for you to get literature. It doesn't matter whether it's kids' books or books for adults. Um, what we do is we stock the little free libraries. That's because we have a partnership with the Nashua Public Library that helps provide those books through their friends of the library. And we have a number of volunteer library stewards, is what we call them, who will go around and restock those books, take care of them, take care of the libraries, keep them tuned up and, and looking pretty and, you know, um, doing what they're supposed to do. So, so why am I talking about that? Sometimes I don't even know. I su let me surprise myself. Why am I talking about that? Because this coming August, next month, about a month from now, we're planning to install eight more little free libraries. Again, the same partnership, BE Systems, the National Public Library, PNL Landscaping, and United Way, bringing eight new little free libraries to the community. And we're excited about that. That'll bring us up to a total of 16 around town. And uh, more coming on that, but we're really excited about that. This is such a great program. We receive really nice feedback from people. And um, it's just a way to build community through something as awesome as books and libraries. How do you not love that? I did want to mention, so our Sleep Out, this is the third annual event of United We Sleep to End Hunger and Homelessness. I had a little bit of an article there in the Sunday Telegraph um, Thank you to Heather, our publisher for The Telegraph, for putting that in for us on the uh, op-ed page. I think it was page four. And uh, the Sleep Out is a third annual event for us. It's a way in which we bring to light some of the uh, issues around hunger and homelessness in our community. And it's also a fundraiser. That'll be September 21st and 22nd. That's a Friday and Saturday. We will be... Again, sleeping in a box in front of the community college with uh, about 70 to 100 of my best friends and um, raising money to support programs which break the cycle of homelessness in our community. All the money that we raise goes into the Community Impact Fund, which supports organizations like Family Promise that we'll be talking with in just a few minutes, um, but also others that you wouldn't think, when you think of homelessness, a lot of times you just think about food shelter, food pro pantries and shelters. Well, the truth is, 
Um, it's an entire safety net that it takes for people to get out of homelessness and get on a path to self-sufficiency. And uh, this is what that program is about. So that's coming up September 21st, 22nd. A couple other things I just did want to mention. We're doing a backpack drive with Edward Jones as our partner out in Milford. I'm going to read this. I don't generally read things on the air, but I'm going to read it because um, I'm supposed to, actually. It's a script. So to be successful, our students need quality teachers in schools, but they also need the proper supplies. That is an expense that just cannot be afforded by some families. That is why Edward Jones is participating in our local school supplies donation program. There's nothing more valuable than a quality education. Together, we can ensure our children have the supplies they need for learning and development. Here's how you can help. Drop off supplies at either United Way of Greater Nashville on Broad Street or Edward Jones Trent Blaylock in Milford, New Hampshire. And that starts already now through Wednesday, August 1st. So that's about two more weeks. And uh, please note that the office cannot accept cash donations at uh, Edward Jones. We can accept cash at United Way, but they cannot accept cash. And um, Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. We appreciate Edward Jones and Trent Blaylock for supporting our back-to-school efforts, which support the children of the Sohegan Valley and their families um, through Milford Share. That is, um, go ahead and have a seat, Pam. You'll be sitting right there. I also wanted to mention in about two weeks, we're going to have a, uh, an event at Nashua High School South. It was originally going to be right here at the Arlington Street Community Center, but it is a from the Governor's Council on Diversity and Inclusion. That's on Thursday, July 26, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., um, and that's at the auditorium at Nashua High School South. There's no need to RSVP or anything like that, but that's a community conversation. Um, that organization, the Governor's Council, really wants to hear from the community thoughts um, and concerns about diversity and inclusion. It's a great way to get your voice heard um, in the community. I do recommend that people go to that. I know that I'll be going to that, and I'm hoping to see a lot of you there, 630 to 830 on July 26th at Nashville High School South in the auditorium. And that about brings us to our first break. So you are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We are broadcasting today from the Arlington Street Community Center. We will be here all summer long. This is the reason why there's a pink flamingo in the background of our live feed um, as opposed to Main Street. After the break, we'll be back with Pam Small, who's the Executive Director of Family Promise for Greater Nashua. And um, we will be back in just about two minutes. a drug or alcohol problem, your whole world stops making sense. You can get help for yourself or a loved one and make sense of life again. Good morning. For information, treatment referral, and most importantly, help, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. One in three Americans suffer with a deadly disease. I was one of them. I'm a nurse and I knew how damaging the disease was to my life. Nothing I tried seemed to work. 
my brother died from complications of the exact same preventable disease, and I knew I had to do something to get healthy. My disease was obesity, and after consulting with my doctor, I received the effective treatment I needed. Obesity is a second leading cause of preventable death in the United States, but it's a treatable disease, and there's effective treatment options available. Now is time to get help. Please join the Obesity Action Coalition and acknowledge obesity as a disease. For acceptance, for access to all effective treatments, including diet and exercise, pharmacotherapy and weight loss surgery, for obese adults with at least one obesity-related comorbid condition, visit obesityaction.org and sign an open letter pledging your support. And for more information about how to talk to your doctor about your weight and your treatment options, together we can make a choice to end obesity now. A public service from the Obesity Action Coalition. The experts at American Medical Response offer these safety tips to assure that a fun afternoon at the pool stays fun. Important actions to take at the pool. Watch children at all times. Know the basics of life-saving, including CPR. Learn how to swim and teach your child how to swim and educate them on basic safety tips in the water. Keep children away from pool drains, pipes, and other openings to avoid entrapment. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR Medics are here for you every hour of every day. Good Monday morning and welcome back to the United Way Community Connection Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here on WSMN 1590 AM broadcasting live from the brand new Arlington Street Community Center on Arlington Street next to Dr. Crisp Elementary School. I am joined today by Pam Small, who is a very good friend of mine from Family Promise of Greater Nashua and also a whole bunch of other Family Promise organizations as well. Um, Family Promise operates, amongst other things, the Anne Murray House over in Hudson, New Hampshire, which is an organization that we're going to talk about as well. Um, we're very involved with them at United Way and so excited to have you on the show, Pam. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me this morning. It's exciting to have you here. And I think, is this the first time you've been on my show? It is no, the first time. No, I'm a veteran. I've you're, been here before. <laughs> you're a veteran. You've been here before. And you still came back. I came back, Mike. That's, you know, that's exciting when we have repeaters because, you know, the first time I can con anybody into coming on the show. That's the, right. It's the next time that's the challenge. It's your fan club. We're all part of Yeah, sure. <laughs> Likewise, I'm sure. So, Pam, um, for those people who are listening who've never heard of Family Promise or Anne-Marie House, for that matter, let's just talk for a moment about what, what is it you do in the community? How is it? What's your mission? How does it make a difference? Family Promise is transitional housing programs for families who, full families, single fathers, single mothers, and veteran families who don't qualify for other veteran services, we're transitional, a transitional housing residents in program. Um, our families generally are experienced, temporarily experiencing homelessness due to life circumstances, job loss, um, could be a marital difficulty or a health issue that causes families to lose their homes temporarily. So we help them get back on their feet and overcome every obstacle that um, creates their issues. Um, we help them job search and resume build so they can maximize their professional acumen. We help them with financial literacy and saving money and becoming homeowners. We have a homeowners course that they can take um, and just building credit and getting back on their feet. Um, we work very extensively with our children. Um, to, to develop children's programs so that they can play and be their age again while they're with us. And um, families can stay with us at Anne Marie House, which is our residential program in Hudson, for up to a year doing this and getting back on their feet so they can sustain, they can achieve and sustain independence once again. So 
I'm sure that people listening in have a picture of what a shelter looks like. What is the difference between a transitional housing program and a traditional shelter? Um, a shelter is immediate care, urgent care. We don't do that. Ours is a program. It's a qualification process. There's certain criteria that families have to qualify for to be able to live in our residence for up to a year. So a transitional housing program is residential. Families come in, they become part of the community, part of the family. They have their own separate spaces, but they also share space with other families going through the same thing in a community. So it becomes camaraderie, it becomes a big family, it becomes a warm, safe, happy place for them, for the parents and their children to be. Uh, so I know that um, you're on the grounds with Anne Murray House over at the Presentation of Mary Academy. Right. And I assume that, that PMA is a big supporter of yours in, in making this program happen. Presentation of Mary has been <clears throat> our godsend and our greatest gift since our inception. We took residency there 13 years ago. The Sisters of Presentation of Mary are in 19 countries, and their ministry is childhood poverty and family homelessness. Um, and 13 years ago, they went to the United Way, who was a supporter of ours. We were a different model back then. But they went to the sisters, went to the United Way and asked if they knew of any nonprofits whose ministry followed theirs. And the United Way brought us to the, the residents at, uh, on the grounds of Presentation of Mary. It's a 26-bedroom novitiate. It's where sisters who wanted to be or thought that they wanted to become nuns would live and study and pray and decide whether or not that was their calling. And way back then, um, not many women wanted to become sisters anymore, so the residence um, was standing empty, and the United Way facilitated that for us. And we've been there ever since. We it's lease a, it from them. Yeah, it's a fantastic program. It's a beautiful, and beautiful home. It's a beautiful home. We're so blessed. Absolutely. And, um, of course, Presentation Mary Academy itself is a beautiful grounds as it well, is. so it seems it to be be a good location for this type of thing to take place. And the kids come down, they do food drives for us. And nice. Toy drives at Christmas. We've got a great relationship. Sister Maria is just an outstanding human being. And all the sisters, the sisters over in Methuen too, they're always with us. They're wonderful. That's, that's great. Yeah, um, it really is. What are the other supporters that it takes to make a program like this run? Because I know that you also have a lot of volunteers and also institutional support that takes, <clears throat> that takes place. We're an interfaith organization. We're not a religious organization, but we were founded by congregations. Um, it's a very unique model. We have a very unique relationship with 26 area churches who, honestly, 30 years ago in Summit, New Jersey, were part of a national affiliate. Um, Family Promise nationally is located in Summit, New Jersey, and we're celebrating our 30th anniversary this fall, so that's exciting. But what happened is um, a woman named Karen Olson, who is our uh, founding president. She she retired just two years ago. Um, she's our president emeritus. She's still with us all, always. Um, she went to her pet. She knew of a family in Summit, New Jersey, who was becoming homeless, a mom and dad and their two children. And she went to her pastor and said, what can we do? Can we help this family? And the church actually took the family in, in residency for a period of time. And then they took in another family and then another one. And then other congregations heard of this particular church doing this and they jumped on board and it became a rotation of about eight congregations back then that would share this ministry and it just spread nationally and we've got now over 244 affiliates in 48 states. 
And I know that that's the way it originally was here in in Greater Nashua. Also, the Interfaith Council. I think it was called the Hospitality Network. It was the the Greater Nashua Interfaith Hospitality Network. That's that's an acronym. acronym. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we say. Uh, But now it's the NAIC, the Nashua Area Interfaith Council. uh, Basically, a a group of 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 religious organizations, churches, synagogues, mosques, um, got together and and also followed this rotational model where they would host families for an amount of time. The NAIC. NAIC are our founding directors and our founding congregations. Yes. And you still get a lot of support, of course, from, we do. from those organizations. We do. We absolutely do. Very nice. So um, other, um, now over the years, I know that Family Promise has has grown in our community mm-hmm. and also you've taken on some other work in the state. How? What is, what's going on there? Well, the we share a very unique piece of the homelessness pie, so to speak. And we work very collaboratively, as you know, with all the other organizations in Greater Nashua, Marguerite's Place, uh, Nashua City Welfare, Front Door Agency, the Rescue Mission. We all work together sharing our piece of the homelessness pie. We can't all serve everyone. So we take, you know, our, our own little pieces of that. And the people that we serve uniquely are the full family. Um, um, it's the moms and dads with the children. It's the families as they identify themselves. Grandparents who might have a full custody or have temporary custody of their grandchildren. Single mothers who are have aged out. They might be too old or their children are too old for the female programs in the area. And also single fathers. That is a growing population of homelessness. We all all of us who work in it know this. Right. Um, since I've been there for over four years as the executive director, I've had anywhere between two and four single dads in the house at all times. It's just huge, and people don't realize that. So that being said, um, we have other affiliates in the state, one out at Seacoast. Patty Frew Waters has been the executive director out there for 15 years very successfully. And then we had a small chapter in Rockingham County, and we have a small chapter in Concord. Um, Rockingham County was not able to sustain um, their affiliates, so we've just taken over eastern Rock- Western Rockingham County, um, which means the 125 belt all the way to Greater Nashua. So it's like Pelham, Windham. It's Epping, Raymond, Candia. Salem? Salem, Windham, yeah. Atkinson, yeah. Hampstead, yes, all of those okay. towns. Um Because the need is just so great. So we're in the throes of developing another residents. Um, two years from now, we hope to have another residence in Rockingham County. But for now, we will serve the county as well as we can with a rotational model. So our congregations will help us there in um, housing our families for a period of time. And then also Laconia has come to us, um, to the Greater Nashua Affiliate, myself and our board of directors, and we're helping to open an affiliate up in Laconia. And then also Littleton is a great area of need. So those are the two focuses for our model in this state. Our model is integral. Family Promise is integral in this state. And we're looking to grow that so we can serve our community. Now, do you see those um, approaches Mm -hmm. being more the traditional Family Promise model of a rotational through through church organizations? Or do you see also perhaps an established um, transitional housing program like Anne-Marie House. We're hoping um, in the near future to have the transitional housing because it works best. Um, it works every, really, really well. Every, But every community is unique. Seacoast mm. is a rotational model and it works so, so well out there. So we have to study each, each area demographically and find out what suits best. But immediately, 
<clears throat> with the churches helping to house families in a rotational model is the, the quickest solution and the most viable solution. So that's what we're working on right now. And right. I tell my board all the right. time, Mike, you've heard this, I need more real estate. I, I need, <laughs> so anyone out there that may have Absolutely. a building that they want to donate to a wonderful situation, please call me, call Mike, let him know. Call me. <laughs> Absolutely. So that brings us actually to, that's a great segue, an unplanned one, may I add. I always want to talk about, you know, what are the needs that you have and how can the community support you and get involved in supporting your mission? So real estate is one. If you're up in Laconia, if you're in Littleton, if you're um, in the Rockingham area and you've got uh, a parsonage that's not getting used, that type of thing, it that's would be right. perfect for yes. transitional housing. What other kinds of needs can the community um, help to support? We have a tremendous need. We're based on, we're created by volunteers and we need volunteers very, very badly. <clears throat> um, we've got great volunteer programs. Um, people come in and, and um, help to make dinner for our families Monday through Thursday evenings from six to seven. So we need chefs. We need people who want to come in and make dinner for our families and share a meal. Um, we need mentors. We, we I just launched a mentoring program where many of our children, um, it's just such a great source of role modeling for our children, for adults and older teens to come in and share their successes and their professional, their professionalism with them, helping to tutor them, helping yeah. to help them through their IEPs or whatever, you know, educational struggles, but also our families, because we help our families go back to school and get that certification, finish that degree. We do all of that. And our mentors, our volunteer mentors are great when it comes to helping our families navigate their educational plans. Um, but then we also have donor procure, I mean, uh, donation procurement and um, administrative tasks. Mm -hmm. We love for our volunteers to sit on our event committees because right. we have events every year that you know so well. And volunteers are just so necessary to help our staff function on a daily basis and you know expand this program throughout the state. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that... Um you mentioned donor procurement. That brings us to money, of course. Yes. And I know you're all set. You don't need any more money. No, Is that right? absolutely. No, we got more money than we need. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, sure. So how are some of the ways in which somebody could donate to Family Promise to support your mission of, of breaking the cycle of homelessness? Um, I mean, obviously... You know, just sending you a check is one thing, but um, are do people earmark their donations sometimes, or is it just basically a general donation that people would make? Operational funds are always what we need. Yeah. In all honesty, it costs us almost thirty thousand dollars a month to run <clears throat> Anne Marie House and to, to sustain our program, um, and that includes our families don't pay us anything while they're living with us. Instead, their requirement is to save up to 70% of their disposable income in their own bank accounts. One, one is a rent mortgage account, one is an emergency account. So they don't pay us any rent, they don't pay us anything. I tell everyone to ask first before they even buy a toothbrush because we have donations of toothbrushes, toiletries, um, food. We, we need donations, toilet paper, paper towels, anything that you can think of that you need to run your household and sure. sustain life on a daily basis is what we need to do for our 35 residents, but also our graduate families. Um, we serve 10 graduate families right now, and I'm also serving about 17 families on our waiting lists 
trying to get them housed elsewhere, trying to get them all the necessary daily needs, bags of food, clothing, all of those things that, that, you know, as I said, we each need to sustain our daily life. Those are the things we need. Right. Absolutely. Um, but yes, it does cost us $30,000 a month to run Anne Marie House. We have wonderful funding from the United Way, and we appreciate that. We have a state grant that is small, but we're still are grateful for that. Right. But then otherwise, um, I have a part-time grant writer, a part-time development director who um, runs our events. We have our home stretch coming up, which I'm hoping to talk about. Yep. We have four events annually and three capital campaigns, but you can also give to us online. One yep. of our programs that we've just launched is a monthly giving program. So you can give us $20 a month. That's great. Um, and it sustains our foundation and we're hoping yep. to really move on that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's, it's not a lot to ask a donor to give us 20 or $30 a month. Yeah. Um, automatically out of their pocket, but it means the world to us. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes that sort of ongoing giving is is a little bit less uh, painful than the, than the once a year big check, but it, it, really it all adds up and it's then a stable source of income, right. which is which is great. Mm -hmm. uh, Pam, tell me, um, how many graduates have you have you had from your program over the years? We've had 159 graduate families. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And and those are families that have gone from homelessness to stable and self-sufficient housing? That, that's our success rate. We have yeah. served hundreds more than that because, as I say, we still serve yeah. our graduate families. But also one thing that is unique about the Family Promise philosophy, at least at our facility in Hudson, is any family that crosses, crosses our threshold, even if we can't house them, we still help them. Right. And as I said, I, I will find something for a family to go forward with or on. Um, and right now I'm working with 17 families who have come to us. I don't have room for them. That's what we need is more space, more room, more funding to be able to do that. But <clears throat> we also need to be able to serve that population. So we've served over 400 families. If we look at our wait list yeah. and... And we're currently serving 17 plus the ones we have in our house and eight graduate families. So. Well, and this is what we love so much at United Way about your program is that it's not a way of sort of making poverty and homelessness permanent. It's a way of permanently breaking that cycle. That's right. And that's and that's really remarkable. And sometimes, um, you know, it's it's easy to get kind of hopeless and, and, and depressed about this whole homelessness thing. But your program really is a beacon of hope because you're you're Thank providing you. a, a way Thank out you. of that. So um, it's funny and, you say that because beacon is the name. The beacon program is the name of our monthly donors. Oh, that's great. There you go. <laughs> I, I didn't name it, but I but I might copyright it. You know, I don't know. <laughs> go right ahead. So the um, last thing I have before we break and go into our break in a couple of seconds here is I did want to talk about your upcoming event. That's your 5K race mm -hmm. um, coming up in. It's August 11th. August 11th. Oh, the very soon. On the grounds of um, Alvern. It's at Alvern High School. Okay. It's the same weekend. Um, it's a Saturday of Old Home Days. Nice. So it's a Perfect. Fun, it's a fun tie-in because we send people over to Old Home Days after they've walked or run our, uh, our 5K. It's our 10th year. It's part of the Toyota Gate City Series. So we're one of the races, the nonprofit races that Toyota sponsors every year. Yep. Millennium 
Millennium Running is um, another um, big piece of it. They do all yeah. the timing and the, they just help us. Yeah, so, I think so Kel's much. a Kelly Man Bridges race is part of yes, that too. It but is. yours is yes. one of the first, um, which is awesome. And that's the Home Stretch 5K. You said Home Stretch 5K. So come on down. It's it's a fun fun. How day. do you register? Um, you can register online. You can go into our website, which is www.annemariehouse, A-N-N-E. Don't forget the E in there. I'm sure you should, Or Google it. Or just Google go it. Google it. You know, family or Promise. let Mike at United Way know you can't find it, and I'll take care right. of that for you, too. But just Google Family Promise Greater Nashua, and you can follow the links. And it's the Home Stretch 5K Direct, and you can register directly there. That's just fantastic, yeah. Pam. Thank you. We're so, excited. So we're about out of time, and, okay. our, and we're going to take another break here in a moment. And after the break, we'll be joined by Joe Manzoli, who's the Director of Operations over at the Greater Nashville YMCA. Talk a little bit about what they're doing. Pam, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's well, always Well, share, sharing your story is very important, and we're really proud we of the work it. you do. So, Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. And, and thank you for your work, Mike. You're a great supporter. Ah, come on. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. So, yeah, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning on WSMN 1590 AM bringing to you information and resources um, about the nonprofits serving our community. We're going to take a minute or two to take a break. Brought to you by Edgestone Properties, the sponsor for our show. And after the break, we'll be back with Joe Manzoli from the Greater Nashville YMCA. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me, whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. This Hi, I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. Summer is finally here, and for those of you with central air conditioning, hopefully you're getting a good night's sleep. For those of you who don't, Joyce Cooling and Heating can help. Whether it's a repair, a replacement, or a new system, or help with this year's tree pollen, I'm sure we have something that meets your needs and budgets. We carry quality brands like Lennox and Mitsubishi. We still have a lot of summer left, so don't wait. That's Joyce Cooling and Heating at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. How was your day? What did you do in school? I'm Scott McGilvery, president of the National Education Association, New Hampshire. And these two simple questions can encourage learning in your home. Showing interests and asking about the school day can help motivate your children and keep them excited about learning. So stay involved, stay curious, and ask specific questions. Student success involves the whole family. Be sure to take the opportunity during daily conversations to talk with their children about what they're learning. Help set academic goals and discuss a plan of action to meet those goals. Whether it's improving on weekly spelling tests or allowing enough time to eat breakfast every day before school, every small step taken helps build momentum to academic success. Working together, parents and teachers in New Hampshire 
can make this a great school year for every student. A message from NEA New Hampshire. One in three Americans suffer with a deadly disease. I was one of them. My disease was obesity. And after consulting with my doctor, I received the effective treatment I needed. Please join the Obesity Action Coalition to acknowledge obesity as a disease. Visit obesityaction.org to sign an open letter pledging your support. And for more information about how to talk to your doctor about weight loss and treatment options. Together, we can make a choice to end obesity now. A public service from the Obesity Action Coalition. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning on WSMN 1590 AM. Our show is brought to you by Edgestone Properties of Nashua, and we are broadcasting live from the Arlington Street Community Center on Arlington Street, right next to Dr. Chris Bellamentary. We will be here all summer long. I would invite people from the public, if you want to come on down and see what it's like to do a remote radio broadcast, you're welcome to do that. How do you know you're at the Arlington Street Community Center? You know that because you have a big pink flamingo in the background that is the only way you're going to know that maybe i'll put a sign there or something that says that as well but i love the pink flamingo background so we're also live on facebook on wsmn 1590s facebook live feed and i'm joined this morning by joe manzoli joe is the chief operating officer at the greater nashua ymca that is i'm not sure that's actually the title because it's the, or the ymca of nashua and merrimack or what's the name of what is the name of the y here it's a joe? good question it's the ymca of greater nashua okay very good and it's because on facebook i also see i think merrimack is in the facebook like friends page too or something yeah. so but um okay ymca of greater nashua and uh Joe is going to talk with us a little bit about today about what's going on at the Y during the summer. There's a lot going on, of course, during the fall. We've got a lot of great new programs. And so, Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So these days, what is going on at the Y? There's a lot going on. I know that. What are the biggies? Uh, so it's always a busy time of year for us. We, we are... Uh, a, serve a lot of kids at summer camp in the summertime, Camp Sergeant. We've, That's we over had, in Merrimack, right? It is, right? yep, okay. on Lake Natticook. We had, yeah. uh, just last week, we had 280 kids, um, sorry, 380 kids uh, at Camp Sergeant and then other campers in, at the Nashville branch and the Merrimack branch. Um, one of the most exciting things we have nice. going on this summer uh, that's new for us is, is a new partnership with the Nashville School District uh, and 21st Century Learning Center on a program called Power Scholars Academy. Uh, so that is a, a program where we're running uh, for f- rising first through eighth graders. Uh, it's a national program. So the YMCA uh, and an organization called Bell, uh, mm-hmm. Building Educated Leaders for Life, uh, created yep. this program and it's being run all around the country. Uh, and it started, we had conversations with the school district uh, back in the fall uh, about the summer and, and they were reevaluating what summer programs they were offering and they saw what was working well and right. areas they could work on. Um, and so we brought Power Scholars uh, to to their attention, and, and we've been working on it for several months, and it just launched last week. Well, summer is so important for kids, and I think sometimes people forget that, you know, this whole concept of um, learning loss mm-hmm. is really critical. And the data on that, I know, is very compelling that, you know, kids, they, uh, you know, they get out of school end of June, um, and by the time they go back to school in September – um, they have forgotten, in many cases, a lot of what they learned. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with math literacy and, and language literacy. Mm-hmm. And so is that what this program is geared toward doing? Or is it really geared towards more, not just 
not remembering what you learned, but also enhancing what you've learned and going forward? Uh, both. So here's what we know. Uh, we know that uh, students, particularly from lower income households, on average, lose about two and a half months of reading and math. Uh, and that's cumulative. So those those students can come back to school two and a half months behind their, their peers. And that can happen every summer. And so by the time they hit middle school and high school, they're a year, maybe more behind their peers. Uh, the Power Scholars Academy uh, reverses that trend and actually helps them go in the, in the opposite direction. So what, what we've found nationally is that those students have a gain of a month and a half in reading and two months in math. Um, on top of that, we wanted to, here's the other thing we know. Right. We know that when there are more caring adults in a child's life, they're going to be successful. And so that's the other thing that Power Scholars is, is doing. We've got teachers, enrichment staff, assistant teachers, uh, site directors. Also, we have 54 caring adults that we've been able to put in these kids' lives on top of the ones that they have at home and in their neighborhoods um, to help them not only with the reading and math, but just to provide an enriching experience and to have fun. They all went to the state parks on Friday, had a blast. I was looking at pictures of it over the weekend. Uh, so, that, so this program really fits two needs. Uh, it, it helps these kids get go back to school in September ready to learn and provides a really enriching summer for them. Well, I think that's so important. And if you stand back and you think about it, I mean, if nothing else, if you just think about it as a, uh, a cold-hearted taxpayer, mm -hmm. right, um, who maybe doesn't even have children in the school district, you're going you're gonna to think how a, a, the biggest portion of our tax dollars, of course, doesn't go to streets and police and fire. It goes to education. Mm -hmm. And so we care. You care about what your dollars are being spent on. And, and just the idea that a, that, a, that a kid would hit high school um, and just because they're from a low-income background that they would be a year behind in their learning, that's not a good way to spend your tax dollars if you think about it. Uh, you know, and that's just if you're thinking about just the dollars. Right, right. And, and along that's those lines, you know, the, the program is being funded through – uh, money that the school district would have spent on summer program anyway. Right. And then the, the YMCA has been able to go out and fundraise. Uh, so we've got uh, quite a few uh, local donors and foundations yeah. and grants. Uh, and so collectively with those, those funds. So we're, we're able to offer this uh, more robust program. It's a full day program. It's free for the kids that are in the program. Uh, we've been able to do that at no further expense right. to the taxpayer. Right, absolutely. And I know I'm part of the uh, commission that makes the grants also for the city, and we were right. part of that as well. Yep. So so good. that's really good stuff. Now, I keep getting these notifications in Facebook about things like, you know, yoga at Greeley Park and I don't know, all this crazy stuff you guys are doing. What are you doing? These There's a lot going on at the Y this summer. Yeah, and I may not even be the best person to ask because we have so many things <laughs> I, I tend to forget. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we've, we've tried to do, I, I was just speaking with uh, another YMCA. As, as, as you know, Mike, we built uh, the Nashua Y uh, seven years ago. Uh, it's, it's, Has it it's, been it's, that long? Yeah, yeah, we just celebrated our seven years, so it's it's not quite new anymore. Yeah. We still call it the new the new Nashua. We we call it internally, uh, and so well, we, I have a hard time believing that. I got to say, I, you know, I, know. I think I still think of the Y down on Prospect Street, right? That's where my my kid's first very first swim team was. She was a prospector, okay. right? So I remember that pool, and of course now it's now it's administrative office. I don't know what Southern has going on right. down there, but uh, the new Y. I just remember when it was the new Y. It's not new anymore. It's not. Yeah. And, and uh, we just did an expansion last year, um, but I was, I was sharing with this other. So we, we have folks from from all around who are thinking about building a new YMCA. Um, 
will come and visit and ask questions. And, and I shared with this local, with this other group that the, the irony is we, we built this beautiful facility, but what it's allowed us to do is to get back out into the community more than we were when we were on prospect street. Um, we had to really kind of pull things in mm -hmm. and this building has allowed us to get back out. Into the community. So we have way more, we've always had great community partnerships, but they're deeper than they were right. before. And we're able to take our work on the road. Power Scholars is an example of that. Uh, the work we've been uh, trying to do here at the community center uh, is a part of that. And so this summer, uh, we've we've looked at ways to, you know, sort of take our work out on the road. So here at the community center, uh, uh, Tyler Penn, who's our youth fitness director, he's been running a program called Why on the Fly. Uh, so just kids in the neighborhood, and even if they don't live in the neighborhood, they can just come on by. We have you know games and activities just to keep kids active in the summer. Uh, you mentioned some of the, the classes we're offering at Greeley Park mm -hmm. uh, Yoga. Uh, just this past Friday night, we, we started a program called uh, Friday Night Live. Right, I, I think, saw that. I think there's a Y in the word live. I think we, we yeah. did that. <laughs> and uh, so the, first, the kickoff event was out at Camp Sargent. It was open to the community. We had over 500 people come out. They, they cooked s'mores. So it, that we wanted to offer just opportunities for families to come together. Uh, and so there will be... Uh, activities every Friday night right through the summer uh, at either at Camp Sargent, at the Nashville branch, right. or the Merrimack branch. Right. That's great. And uh, so I keep seeing these things. And then, of course, you have a lot of stuff planned for the fall now, I imagine, as well. <laughs> you just also did a new expansion and, and, and sort of a, I believe, like a rededication of the Merrimack branch as well. Is that we right? Did. Yeah. At, at, at the same time, so we, we did an expansion of the Nashville building, which we needed to do from day one. Uh, and we planned to do from day one um, and wished we had. Uh, in the meantime, you know, so we, we were just joking about the Nashville Y not being so so new anymore. Uh, for a long time, people have thought of the Merrimack Y as the new Y. When right. I first got, so I've been here right. for 10 years. Uh, and when I got up here, everybody was referring to Merrimack as the, the new Y. Well, the, the Y <laughs> yeah. has owned yeah. that building for 25 years. Yeah. Uh, and prior to that, it was a private health club and there were some shopping. Uh, right. I always joke that where our after school program takes place in the Merrimack branch was uh, a nightclub at one time. And so, uh, so that building was in need of a refresh. We've done some small projects here and there. Um, but last year we, we shut down the pool. We did a complete refresh of the pool. Some of that was out of need, uh, the way that pool had been built, uh, not to get too inside baseball, but all the, all the lines for the pool were encased in cement. Mm -hmm. So as they went down, we had no way of getting to them. So we had to do something. And at the same time, we wanted to make it look brighter and fresher. Uh, so the pool got a complete refresh. Uh, the locker rooms got a complete refresh. The the um, the lobby. Uh, so it's just a, a a brighter. We learned a lot when we designed and built Nashua about what people were looking for. We wanted to create a place where families could come together. And so things like where do families change for their swim lessons? Sure. We wanted to create a, a friendly place for that. We didn't have that in the old Merrimack building. That's absolutely fantastic. So if you haven't been up to the Merrimack Y in a in a while, it's probably worth going up oh, and just taking a look and yeah. maybe if you're thinking about joining and becoming a member that would be uh, a good place to start right we have people who come in we, we have uh, our, our child care center our primary child care program is in the merrimack branch we have 275 preschoolers there every day and so we'll have families who are coming in they haven't been there since they were teenagers they're now parents bringing yep. their child uh, in and i hear them walk into the building and kind of look around and say wait a minute there used to be a stairwell here or uh, this isn't what the lobby looked like. So it's, it's pretty neat to see people come in who haven't been there in a while. That's really great. So one of the things I like to talk about on our show is how people get involved in supporting an organization. Mm -hmm. 
And um, I know you have events throughout the year that are maybe fundraising events and, and different types of things like that. Yep. Um, and also opportunities for people to volunteer and give back to organizations. What are some of those opportunities with the uh, Greater Nashville YJO? Yeah, we we rely, our, the, the, the YMCA throughout its history, it started as a volunteer organization. We're still heavily relying on volunteers on both a, a programming basis. So we have folks who will volunteer at the Welcome Center They'll volunteer for special events, uh, Kid Stop, which is our child care, uh, our, our uh, sort of babysitting area for uh, when people come in to work out, um, t- helping teach classes. There's all, whatever skills someone might have, uh, there's an opportunity to volunteer. And, and uh, we also have our, our lay leadership. So our board of directors, we have committees. And so again, you know, someone may have a desire to give back and a background in finance, Sure. And maybe they're interested in helping on our finance committee. So there, yeah. there's lots of great volunteer opportunities. And uh, the best thing to do is go to our website, uh, nmymca.org, and and look for volunteer opportunities. Get in touch with our volunteer coordinator, and, and she'll help find a match for you. Um, in terms of, of uh, other ways people can support, so last year, and, and when I say last year, we're, we're still in the midst of our fiscal year. Uh, we're, we're on on track to uh, give out about $800,000 in financial assistance this year and uh, towards programs and membership. And we're able to do that through uh, the, the generous giving of, of our community. Uh, so, so that $800,000 in financial assistance, that comes in through events such as our uh, annual gala, which we held in March, our golf tournament, we just had a triathlon. Um, and then just our annual campaign. And we have sure. uh, really amazing donors, uh, local businesses, individuals who, who help support that. And that's so really, it's that's all really done good. so that nobody will be denied participation to the Y. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. I was looking at some old newspaper clippings. Um, we're coming up on our 90th anniversary at United yeah. Way. And I found an old newspaper clipping from 1938, I believe, that like a half page spread in the Nashua Telegraph showing these are the organizations that were supported that year. And the Y was like right up there on the list. Oh, so great. we've been we've been buds for quite a while yeah. here, it looks like. So um, we're out of time. All right. It always happens very quickly. Very quickly. I don't know why that is, but <laughs> so we're on Facebook Live, so we can actually do a like one of those and right. one of those and who knows what else. All but, right. So, Joe, thank you for coming on the show. Joe is the chief operating officer at the Greater Nashville YMCA. A lot of great things going on at the Y. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on, on Google. There's a lot of great things there to see. Thank you, Mike. Uh, that about wraps things up for our show. We will be back next Monday morning. 9 a.m. right here on WSM at 15:9 a.m. We will be back at the Arlington Street Community Center again with the Pink Flamingo in the background. I will have sets of guests on our show next week. We'll be joined by CAST, which is the Community Action for Safe Teens program. They focus on substance abuse prevention for youth at the Sohegan Valley Boys and Girls Club. And I will also be joined by the Parent Information Center. Next up, you'll be listening to the Village Center. Um, with Suzanne Koperniak. But until next week, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.